Hi everybody. This episode is going to be about the new and old paradigm shift and integration. So I recorded this podcast episode last week and it never recorded. And usually when that happens, um, it's funny because it's like, okay, that's first my first instinct after is to be annoyed. And then I drop into that practice of non-attachment and letting go and surrender. Like it's not there. I can choose to be angry and frustrated and stressed out about it, or I can choose to pause, take a break from the computer and get out in nature and kind of reset my system, which is what I did. But this inner voice session I had last week is what prompted this whole idea of having a podcast about the new old paradigm and mindset shifts that are occurring in real time that I'm experiencing with other humans in these inner voice sessions. So um, what this inner voice said was during our session, she said, um, you know, it's really important to surround yourself with peace and to allow time to feel into the presence. So the inner voice was guiding um, this beautiful woman to play more in nature, be open and allowing. But most importantly, the sort of key takeaway from her for her was surrounding herself with peace and then making decisions. So the inner voice was saying, listen, find your alignment, find your peace, and then take action and make decisions and align choices and aligned action. So after our session, I was kind of drawing and doodling and just processing what had happened and really fell into this whole idea that the old way of operating, and this is set up from our family system, it's set up from our culture, it's set up from society, and it's definitely set up from our educational system is that the mind and the ego, and I don't mean ego in a negative way, I just mean the, the, the thoughts and the mind, the pros and cons list, the information that comes from the mind, the brain, the thinking mind guides the inner voice or that we do things in alignment with what we think is the right next thing because it makes sense to the mind and the linear path of the ego. And it's so an example of that would be a student who's great at math and science, whose parents say you should be a doctor and then teachers say you should be a doctor. And then the person thinks, well, everybody else said this. So this makes sense. The mind says I should be a doctor because I'm good at these things. And then they go to med school and then they're, they're not even asking the inner voice or the inner world, the inner guidance, the inner teacher. Is this what we want together? Mind, intuition, ego, soul, the more integrated self. So we get to this point, usually in midlife, where we start to really see that a lot of our decisions were made from the mind, not from the soul, and that's why we don't feel great. And, and it could be just like foggy. It could be not energized. It could be bored with life. Like There's lots of different reasons. And if you're um, into this type of, 
evolving in identity and career, the David Brooks Second Mountain, um, that whole philosophy is really aligned with this idea that we're often using the mind and the ego to follow the path, thinking that's where the inner peace is going to be. And what this inner voice said last week was the reverse, which is what's coming up in all of these sessions. The new way that we are being invited to live and breathe and operate in our careers, in our education, in our life is the inner voice is the guidance, the peacefulness that whether you call it Buddha nature, whether you call it, um, you know, the, the pure goodness, the basic goodness that Shambhala meditation talks about, like this whole idea that there's a peaceful light within us and it can guide then the mind. So the new way is that the inner voice guides and then helps the mind take the action that it needs to take. In this example that I'm giving is my inner voice, my inner guidance, the peaceful, loving, light-filled part of me wanted to share this with you guys. And so the ego in the mind is recording the podcast, right? That's the sharing part. That's the action. But the action is coming because of the alignment because of the inner voice guiding me to share this type of idea with you and see what you think about it. And so when we shift how we're operating, it's like our operating system is updating and the inner voice is guiding and then helping the mind actually take the choice and the decision, the right next step, not the long-term where it's all gonna lead, but just the what's right in front of you what's the right next step today or in this moment, this um, problem, this like equation then is complete embodiment and integration. And you, if you are tuned into this, are hearing this all over the place from podcasts, you're hearing, we just shared one about Hugh Jackman and on the Tim Ferriss show, and you can hear the embodiment and integration and alignment that Hugh is talking about. It comes up with um, just a number of the things that we share are, is this, it's not a fast paced thought, 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 mind, 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 mind. In fact, those types of um, conversations, especially on podcasts, I, I, I just have a really hard time listening to now because I can sense right away that the person is not embodied or integrated, that they are still just talking through the mind, not through lived experience, not through the somatic release of also the body. And so I've had to make some changes in my own um, like studying and lifestyle because it's, it's so much more energizing and beautiful to listen and be with someone who is working with embodiment and integration because there's a depth and a clarity that is, I, I feel like I can really sense into. And that's another aspect of it is using all of the senses all the time, not just cutting off um, at the neck or at the head and thinking that the mind is the only way. There's all of this other information coming to us. So right now there's a low hum of a landscaper outside. The air is cool in my office. My toes are wiggling on the floor. I'm doing a lot of intentional 
exhaling and breathing, even while I'm sharing this with you, which helps the presence be more aligned in this teaching of not just spewing off from the mind and the ego um, information. It's a different experience. So the invitation for this little mini lesson is really to think about how the old ways, the old paradigm, how did that work for you? How did that hurt? How did that help? How did that harm? And as you think about just stepping towards the new paradigm, having that inner voice, your intuition, your senses, having the rest of you also be invited to the conversation, how would that hurt, harm, help? You know, what what would that, what could that feel like? And I want us to explore this not only in our career and our work, but also in our relationships, also in how we talk with our children about their choices ahead. And, and as we say to them, well, what does it feel like in your body? You know, we had a call yesterday and uh, for the sacred playground. And one of the things we were talking about is when we ask ourselves, you know, what do I need or how does that feel or, you know, inner voice, what do you think the next step is or how can you help guide me? You know, many of us did not grow up in homes where this question was asked. We were not given permission to go inside and explore from the inside out. You know, do you want to have this for lunch today or do you want to go online at school or do you want to go in person? And it doesn't mean that your children or your the the people you're working with then have complete control to take over. Um, how do I say this? Like, it doesn't mean that you have to follow exactly what they say, but now you at least have a conversation where you're inviting that inner voice inside of them to also be heard. And the more that we practice this with one another in our relationships and trust one another. So an example is well, I was having a conversation with my husband last night and he was debating something very intensely in the mind. And I was listening and breathing with him, exhaling while he was in the mind and inhaling and holding all the thoughts. And I said at the end, he finished and I looked at him very strongly. Like I looked at him in the eyes and I said, I trust that you will figure it out. I trust you to make the decision. I trust everything about you and what you're deciding and what you're doing. And you could almost see his body relax because that energy of like, I don't have the answers for you, but I trust you. And here's all the ways you've done this in the past. I just reminded him in that conversation, I've seen you go through this before and you always find your way out of it. Even if it's difficult or it doesn't look quote unquote successful in the way you thought, I've seen you do this and I trust that you'll do it again. And it feels like a real gift to our relationship where I'm using just my own breathing and my own inner voice to just provide love and compassion 
rather than engaging the mind over and over and then going through pros and cons with him and or telling him what my mind thinks he should do, but that's not my lived experience. That's not, I am not the one in that work decision making the decision. So I think that this, this invitation today is just a little bit of a taste of all the ways you could deepen and explore using your inner voice in your relationships, in your work, and then have it guide the mind's choices and actions. So that's a different step than just saying, oh, your inner voice or your intuition will guide you and then just leave it. No, the next step of that is what does he or she in your inner voice and your inner being, like what are they, what are they calling you towards taking action on? So um, let me know how this lands, what follow-up questions you might have for this new and this new old paradigm shift of how we're operating more integrated, more embodied, um, bringing the whole person, right? The whole breathing, sensual person into every bit of our life. Um, there's one other piece I just wanted to bring up, which is that the ego, you know, has a lot of this external rewards. <laughs> external systems, external validation. And the soul work, the inner being work, the inner voice work is a much more internal reward system. And um, one of the things that's come up in some of the circles lately is this idea of consciousness and presence with really simple, ordinary things. And those are examples like flowers or birds or trees or music or art or a certain color, like really simple, ordinary experiences. And the reason that I think this layers with the ego and the inner voice work is because the, you know, if you produce a number of, let's say, podcast episodes, there's something tangible there that has an external reward that you can really pat yourself on the back for that other people can see. If you stop and be present with a flower for five or 10 minutes, nobody else will ever know, right? Like that's your experience in presence. And that internal validation, that internal deepening of the relationship to your soul, your source, your inner being, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like that's deepening and strengthening that more personal relationship where no one else is ever going to see or know that. Now we live in an age and a stage with social media where you could post all of that. You could share all of that, but I'm really inviting us to take a break from um, anybody who feels called, just take a break from all of that sharing your experience with others and just deepen your own experience with yourself. So those internal rewards, whatever they are to you, whether it's cooking or herbs or gardening or just the deliciousness of life, right? Like those little moments um, of intimacy and sensuality that you're having and experiencing, um, and letting that quiet and that experience guide your mind forward, guide then what the external looks like. So, um, 
you know, really thinking it's kind of like an unlearning, an unhooking from all these things you think you should do or should produce or should put out. And it's so much more about listening and the listening requires solitude, silence, movement, usually not like hard, sweaty triathlons, but like just walking and breathing and it's really this return to the simple, ordinary life. I always use the hashtag for little ohm, like sacred, ordinary life is like, that's what we're doing here is inviting those moments of just ordinary life and seeing how extraordinary they could be. And when we start to use that inner voice to guide the mind, when we use this new paradigm of living, um, it deepens all of the experiences. And in my experience, um, it has actually produced more content and abundance, but I'm not doing it because of that. It's all inspired from ordinary life. It's all inspired from the solitude. So you might have, my typical day might have 80, you know, 70% like it would look like nothing. <laughs> it would be so boring. But then all of a sudden when the inspiration comes, when the alignment comes to use the mind to craft something, a podcast, a writing, an offering, pay bills, whatever it is that needs to be done, um, it's not draining. It's it's extremely rewarding. And there's a tremendous amount of energy and presence in those actions. So Internal and external rewards and validation, um, our internal and external life. One of the questions that came up on that call yesterday that I was talking about is what are you practicing? What are you listening to? So if you are listening to junk and noise and mind after mind after mind spewing ideas at you that they're holding on to, if you're listening to a lot of egos with news and podcasts and books and people at work and that kind of thing, that is what you will be surrounded with. There's this whole idea you are really um, made up of your thoughts, actions, beliefs are really the five people you hang around with the most. So who is that and what does that look like? And hang around with these days could mean CNN or NBC or Today Show or Fox News or whatever. Um, and if you're watching, if you're reading a lot of Trump's tweets and posts, you're hanging around him. You're listening. You are practicing listening to him and all of that crazy. So I think it's important right now to really, really get clear on our own boundaries, what's working for us, what's not working for us, what we're listening to, what we're feeding ourselves and what we're practicing. Are we practicing overthinking, overconsuming? Are we practicing um, the insanity of the ego that just continues to go on and on and on? Um, or are we able to really ground in the present moment in our own beingness and then make that next right action step towards dismantling racism, towards helping our neighbor who's sick, towards teaching our children to read, towards taking a nap because we're exhausted because we didn't sleep last night? you know, or getting up early to light a candle and walk in the cool weather because it is hot and hot pitta season equals intensity and fire and shortness and sharpness. So in order to care for our 
body, our animal body, our physical body, we have to align with nature to listen to what she's telling us to do so that we can live in harmony. And it's accessible right now. So exhale, exhale, exhale. (sighs) Have a great week.